Welcome to Profiles in Business. My name is Kyle Marshall. Angela Yee Hamshaw is able to do something really cool. Draw upside down. It's a demonstration on how estates and wills work, and it's the only time I've been able to actually understand how that works. What to do with your belongings and investments after you die can be a hard topic to discuss with family. Luckily, Angela is able to make that process a lot easier. I recently talked to her by video chat. The first thing I wanted to know was why this was something she wanted to focus on in the first place. It was when I was working for the trust companies and I was reviewing will after will after will for clients in, in my role. I got to see that I think the whole industry was, uh, the clients were underserved, the public was underserved by, by many lawyers and so it became a fascination of mine to be able to help people because of the knowledge I gained through that role and how wills were not done properly by and large. What were you uh, doing currently when you had this idea? Well, I had gone to law school and I had taken wills and it was actually a very interesting course. And I had a little stint where I did family law and I came to quickly realize that wasn't an area that I was interested in. And it just became something that I became very good at and clients responded very well. It sort of took off from there. Was it like a quick transition too? Was it like when you made this decision, it was just like at that moment or did this take a few months to... To work yourself into? I didn't have any clear direction coming out of law as to which area I wanted to be in. So um, as I gained some proficiency in this area, I think so. I think it, to answer your question, I think it took some a few months. I was gaining some good knowledge. I had some good experience. I was getting good feedback. And I, I, took, I took to it like a fish to water, really. Was this whole concept of essentially owning your own business, finding your own clients, was that something that you wanted to be doing or kind of something you kind of fell into? I would say I was leaning towards entrepreneurship. I mean, I did my business degree, so there was already a sense that I enjoyed business and, and wanted to learn business. I don't know that I wanted to go into my own business right off the bat. As you know, a junior lawyer, sometimes you feel like you need a little bit of support uh, before you jump both feet in. And, and take on the challenge that is running your own business. But I would say after doing a stint in the government of Alberta, uh, realizing very quickly that uh, I was way too entrepreneurial to stay in, in a government type position or to stay in uh, some of the other roles that I had done. So I think ultimately it did, it did end up uh, leading me to entrepreneurship, but I think there was a flavor. There was a little breadcrumb trail along the way, for sure. <laughs> Do you still think it was valuable to go through that uh, government role first before venturing out, or would you have rather to go the other direction first? That government role, actually, it was great experience because when I had worked for the trust companies, I, I was working for doing planning for high net worth clients and working for the office of the public trustee was the complete opposite. It was a government department that served Albertans that were in need, that were challenged in some way, um, and they didn't have the finances so being able to see that full spectrum, uh, having served clients who have high net worth and then the uh, Albertans who are in need, I think it rounded out my, um, my experience. So it was very valuable. I mean, though I wasn't well suited to stay there, it's the basis in which um, allowed me to launch and do what I do. Now, this is kind of a mean question to ask, but I'm going to say it anyways. As an outside observer, it always feels like lawyers are super like 
uh, smart and on point and have their stuff together. Is that uh, the the truth? Having been around lawyers <laughs> your entire life. Well, that's actually a really good question, Kyle. So it's like any profession, right? So there's a full range within any profession. Yes, to some degree, of course, lawyers are are, are smart because there are certain academic requirements that you need to uh, achieve before you can go to law school and certain tests that you have to write. But by and large, there are some lawyers who they don't display their intelligence in the way that I would hope they would display. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, a full gamut. I think lawyers as a whole tend to be characterized as, yes, they are smart, but stuffy. I think stuffy and they use a lot of jargon. I try not to be like that. It's not very relatable to people, especially in an industry. You know, when I do wills and estates, it's very much a bread and butter type of service for your your average client. Um, so you have to be able to relate. So I think that stuffiness or that that jargon speak is not serving people well in this particular area of law. What does a regular day for you look like? Well, a regular day involves a lot of client meetings. So I tend to uh, have a lot of uh, back-to-back meetings where I'm meeting with clients, uh, learning a little bit about what their wishes are, what their financial resources are, so that we can put a plan together on how to write their will. Um, And so we sort of interview them as to what they want. And then we do an an analysis to see how the law applies to their situation. And then we can put together a will that is as watertight as we can make it. And then we also do the enduring powers of attorney for them and personal directives. And of course, those are documents that allow people to uh, choose decision makers over their finances or over their health at a time where uh, they might not be able to make those decisions on their own. And then other times I'm on the phone. uh, I'm also doing a lot of drafting. So when I'm not in with clients, then I'm also preparing all of their paperwork. And then we're dealing with staff and issues and all the admin stuff that goes with being part of a, a law office. Is there a favorite part that you have? The ability to spend some time face-to-face with clients and meet with them and talk to them. But then it's also having that quiet, reflective time uh, to be able to put the the plan together once I've spoken to the clients. So having that good mix of, of um, being in front of people and then being behind the scenes is is great for me. Why would I decide to choose you, say, over one of your competitors? Well, this is um, where I get on my soapbox a little, Kyle. When I was doing my job at the trust companies, I got to review a lot of different wills done by different lawyers. And I got to see that most wills are done what I call dictation style, meaning a client will go to a lawyer's office and they will tell the lawyer what they want to include in the will. And the lawyer more or less just regurgitates what the client has asked them to include in the documents. And you can't do that. You actually have to determine uh, by looking at their financial, uh, their ownership of their assets and beneficiary designations on certain assets, whether or not those assets even form part of the will. So because I do that analysis, I don't do it dictation style. I do everything with a little bit of humor uh, where it's appropriate. I, I try to relate, you know, maybe sometimes complex legal concepts. I, I draw them. And so every client walks away with a pictorial of how their assets flow. And, and most clients feel that just those pictures alone are very telling and illustrative um, and, and very educational for them to move forward with their estate plan. 
I still have the drawing that you made for me when I came to visit you that one time. So <laughs> it definitely is great for the people that like me like to have a picture to go along with what you're describing. A lot of people are visual learners. So having that um, really, really helps them. Uh, what is something that is a truth in your industry that you don't think a lot of people, a lot of people outside of your industry even know about? Well, I think it's that dictation will. So I likened it to, to dentistry, right? You don't do your own dentistry. I mean, you have a pair of pliers. You, you don't um, remove your own teeth. Um, and so for me, I, I, it's a parallel with doing wills. I think the general public thinks that, you know, if I do my own will, I, I know what I own. I, I know who I want to leave it to. Why couldn't I just write it out? But like I said, not everything that you own will be governed by the will. People are generally very surprised by that. So you could have a situation where you own all your assets jointly with your spouse and all of your RSPs and tax-free savings accounts and life insurance, you know, those special ones that allow you to name a beneficiary directly on them. You've already named your spouse as the beneficiary. And so when you pass, all of those assets will go to your spouse outside of your will. And so if you write a will directing certain gifts go to certain people, those gifts won't happen because none of there's no assets to support any of those gifts in your will. So that's what I'm finding is one of the biggest myths. There's a lot of myths and it's an area that people shy away from because we're talking about death and mm -hmm. dying, which are not pleasant topics. But in an, in an area that doesn't give you a lot of control, doing these sort of things gives you the feeling that you have some level of control. So I, I think for some people, after they get it done, there's a sense of relief. Let's say I was a lot younger than what I am, and I was just graduating high school, maybe even university. What advice would you give to somebody who wanted to you know, strike out on their own as an entrepreneur? Wow, that's a pretty big question. There's just so much to know. And I, I don't know that I'm the right person to tell them in the sense that I was very much focused on the practice of law. Um, and it wasn't until I felt very proficient in my area of law that I thought, you know what, I need to focus on the business more. So I mean, maybe maybe that's the lesson. Sometimes you're so busy being the technician, doing the work that you fail to look at the business and plan. So you're too busy working in the business to work on the business as, as the saying goes. And so you're not looking at all the different elements. You're not looking at your marketing. You're not looking at the accounting piece. And so just um, make sure that you have a good balance between working on the business and working in the business. If people wanted to be able to find you, how can they do so? I'm located at Mazook Law. Uh, which is in Southeast Calgary. We're just off of Blackfoot between Heritage Drive and Southland Drive. You can also reach me um, by telephone, 403-543-1101. You can also reach me by email, AngelaYH at mazooklaw.com. We've got a Facebook page and we've got a website as well at mazooklaw.com. I'm going to find a fax machine so I can send you a message. <laughs> <laughs> you might not know how to operate it, Kyle. <laughs> Thanks for listening. All the links to get in contact with Angela are in the show notes. Until we speak again, have a great day. Uh -huh.